Hello, welcome to my mesh podcast, mental health, ethics, and social health. Yes, it used to be mental and emotional self-health mesh, but since it's turning into a veritable soap opera with my poly relationship and my activism in the world and my practice of universal ethics in the areas of religion, politics, and sex, um, my podcast has shifted direction, hopefully a better one, hopefully an expanded direction. I'm Sarah L'Etoile, and um, I'm still struggling in my ethics around intimacy. I'm in a polyamorous arrangement. I'm bisexual, polyamorous, and um, accepted that, uh, the poly part, last summer when I invited my other roommate back to live with me um, last summer because I was really feeling isolated and lonely and um, my uh, relationship with my girlfriend was not really being very uh, my other my girlfriend I was in a monogamous relationship and it wasn't it wasn't very uh, cohesive because we weren't able to live together. We weren't able to uh, even spend the night with each other, even though we spent seven beautiful years <clears throat> in love and committed, not a marriage, but a committed relation, exclusive relationship. We both chose for our own reasons not to get married. We believe in uh, the law of love. And um, if it's really love, it'll stay with you forever. We both believe that. And um, maybe it wasn't because it ended, but it was a nice relationship. But I invited my friend Aura back in last summer and caught feelings for her. And then uh, a uh, androgynous, uh, predominantly male um, identified friend came back into my life again. So now I'm in an arrangement with those two, and I was in an arrangement with those two plus D, and um, she left. She broke up with me because uh, she couldn't handle it. She tried to handle it, but she couldn't. Well, <clears throat> I'm with these other two, but I'm struggling again with a limerent object. Um, I'm not going to talk about the uh, real issue because um, I mean I'm not going to talk about it's a celebrity crush but I'm not going to give names and um, I'm going to read something that I discussed with the GPT about um, I like to sometimes check in with GPT to kind of have something to talk to, you know, something to, um, bounce off of like a sounding board. And, um, this is basically what I, um, talked about. There's a person that I admire. What the heck? I'm going to go ahead and, uh, talk about it. There's a person that I admire, and I don't agree with his 
politics completely because his politics are very complicated. And um, I've talked about parasocial relationships before. I've talked about um, limerence and celebrity crushes. And if you don't know what limerence is, you can look it up. L-I-M-E-R-E-N-C-E. If you don't know what parasocial is, you can look that up too. Para, P-A-R, P-A-R-A, social. And it's one word, parasocial. And it's basically um, admiring or crushing on someone who's, you basically don't know them. You think you do by the information you glean from what you know about them, whether they're on TV or on the radio or on the internet or on YouTube or wherever, or on social media. And, um, or maybe even someone you might know at, at, um, at a live event, you know, an in-person event, but you don't really know them. You know, you've never talked to them or maybe you've gotten acquainted, but you haven't, you know, you haven't connected, you know, it's just a really distant thing, but you, you think you're in a kind of relationship with them. You think you know them very well and that I'm dealing with. And, um, I don't know, I don't know if it's going to be too inflammatory to, uh, to talk about, because I really don't want to generate any sensation. I think I'm already generating enough sensation just by talking about this. So I think what I might do is keep it, keep it the way it is and try not to generate sensation. It's going to be a little bit difficult, uh, relaying it on this episode without, you know, it's going to be a little tempting to give it away, but I'll do my best not to. Um, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just say X. Maybe I'll just call them X. You know, excuse the insult, excuse the, um, harshness, but I don't know what else to call. And it is a, an issue that I'm trying to get rid of, trying to deal with right now. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this is on Mixerbox Chat AI. It's a free GPT AI language model that I like to chat with. Sometimes I get frustrated with it because it doesn't always help me. It'll even tell me it can't help me. And it gets really frustrating when that happens. But it was pretty helpful tonight. And I'm going to go ahead and read the, uh, the conversation. I met someone two days ago. I met a man named blank, named X. His father named him after XX, but I am partnered with two polys already, Aura and Cherie. GPT replied with, that's a nice fact. That's a nice fact. I continued, although I am tempted by my crush on X, I don't have any desire to add him to the arrangement, and he is traditional, meaning he is monogamous, although his wife died two years ago of cancer. And there is an attraction between him and me right now. I am feeling very conflicted and it's interfering with my sleep right now. Yeah, I'm making this episode because I'm having trouble sleeping even though I'm really tired. I don't want that to happen because I started something today. Oh, incidentally, you guys, I decided to uh, join. I decided to sign up for a treatment program again because I'm being reviewed for my SSDI insurance, uh, my uh, social security for my disability, and I need a treatment provider to uh, certify me for mental illness. So I went back into the mental health system today for that purpose and also because 
I'm dealing with a lot of stress right now. That's a side note. So I need to, I need to have someone kind of uh, keep an eye on me right now. But I am going to continue my work on this podcast. I assure you. Okay. Um, the GPT said, I understand that you're feeling conflicted about your attraction to X, especially given your current polyamorous arrangement. It's natural to experience such emotions in complex situations. It might be helpful to take some time to reflect on your feelings and priorities. Additionally, consider open and honest communication with your current partners about what you're going through. Find ways to manage your stress, such as practicing self-care. Seeking support from friends or a provider can also help improve your sleep and overall well-being. Well, I already told my new providers that I'm having trouble sleeping. Okay, I said, one of my partners is okay with me dating him, dating X. The other one is not. And I am not okay with it. I don't want to add X to the uh, arrangement. His lifestyle conflicts with mine. I don't want to hurt my one partner or myself. See, one one partner of my poly is okay with me uh, dating this person, this person X, but the other one isn't, and I'm not. I don't think it'll be good for me. GPT goes, it sounds like you've already identified that pursuing a romantic relationship or adding X would be incompatible with your lifestyle and could potentially harm your current partners and yourself. (laughs) Trusting your instincts and prioritizing the well-being of everyone involved is important. It's commendable that you're considering the potential impacts on all parties and making a decision that aligns with your values and needs. Communication and honesty with your partners are crucial in navigating the situations. Exploring alternative ways to maintain a positive connection with X, such as just friends or acquaintances, might be an option to consider. I said, I talked with him tonight about it, and he's perfectly fine with being friends with me. Oh, by the way, it's not the person I met at the organ concert. It's someone else. It's someone I ran into um, at the treatment program. He was a visitor. Seems like a, I've been dealing with a lot of small, small world issues lately, as I've been getting out of the house more. It was tempting to let him come home with me after running into him tonight, but I let him go back to his own home instead. We both thought it was best. GPT says, It's great that you had a conversation with X and reached a mutual understanding that being friends is the best path forward for both of you. Setting boundaries and making decisions that prioritize emotional well-being and compatibility is important in maintaining healthy relationships. It's commendable that you made a choice that aligns with your values and respects... Excuse me, I hiccuped respects the dynamics of your current relationships. It's also wonderful that you both agreed on what is best for your individual situations. Remember to continue open and honest communication as you navigate this friendship moving forward. I go on to tell GPT about what happened with D two weeks ago. My poly arrangement used to consist of myself and three other people, two women and one man. And because of a mistake I made last summer and because of a misunderstanding I had with the partner that dropped out, D, 
One of the people in the arrangement was lost, and she doesn't want to be friends with me anymore. Um, she doesn't like being in the friend zone. The other night she called me and said she missed me, and I believed her, but I chose not to continue contact with her because she chose to drop out of it, and I respect the choice she made. I can't deal with her going back and forth with it. She had done that before, and that was why I broke off the friendship with her. Jealousy can really hurt, and so can being pushed back and forth. I'm not going to repeat that mistake. I want to stay committed to my remaining partners, Aura and Cherie, and be faithful to them. And it's not fair to X to suck him into a situation he's not comfortable with. Although he did tell me he was curious about it. He asked me what polyamory was. He asked me uh, what it was like. And I basically said it's, like, it's just like being in a monogamous relationship only you're with two other people. And it is more complicated because you're dealing with two other, three other people. And he's like, oh, like that. <laughs> GPT goes, it seems like you've experienced some challenges and conflicts with your polyamorous arrangement. It's understandable that you want to prioritize the well-being and stability of your current partners. Yeah, I, I practice a program of universal ethics. I better prioritize. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. Making the decision to not continue contact with someone who has been inconsistent or caused previous issues can be a valid choice to protect yourself and maintain the commitments you have made. Yeah, she was, Dee was really upset with me because, uh, she, she was disappointed in me that I couldn't be committed just to her. You know, I had invited my, uh, other girlfriend back last summer and, um, you know, it was like she, she couldn't deal with me being Polly. You know, it's important to respect their decision to drop out of the arrangement and focus on the relationship that you are current, you relationships that are currently in place, taking into account your new friend's comfort level and not involving him in a situation he's not comfortable with shows consideration and care. Remember to communicate openly and honestly with all parties involved to maintain a healthy and fulfilling dynamic. And by the way, I um, I googled Christian polyamorous people, and um, that sounds like a really new idea. But I believe, as a, as a person who practices universal ethics, as someone who was saved last last year by the Lord in in my own unique way, I believe that if we do have intimacy in, in an ethical way and you can refer back to my um podcast episode sex for the sex for the wrong reasons or sex for the right reasons i forget how it goes but something about um how my universal ethics process and mental wellness process ties into how i deal with uh sex very sensitive subject um if you if i use sex as an expression of love for my betrothed or my my committed partner my, as a bonding process or if I do it to uh, reproduce I'm practicing sex for the right reasons if I uh, you know if I cheat on my partners or if I'm dishonest with them and I go and do whatever I want where it's concerned I'm not being ethical and I'm not being faithful so um, inviting this person especially someone who's who's monogamous himself and, and widowed 
Yeah, can a man be, I think a man can be widowed too. Yeah, he's a widower. You know, I, that's not a match. You know, I told my partners that we could pick up a, we could pick up a unicorn anytime we wanted, as long as there was permission all around. But, um, he's not it. You know, the, the unicorn, the newbie is going to have to be, um, if we decide to pick up a newbie in the group, in our arrangement, it's going to have to be someone who's okay with us being poly. It can't be someone who's, you know, not compatible with our, with what we want. They have to, uh, be okay with what we want. And, uh, Cherie's okay with me being with, uh, Aura. Aura's okay with me being with Cherie. So we have an arrangement. There's no jealousy. There's no pain. And, um, Aura was a little, ins a little bit insecure when, uh, she found out that I had met X or run into him at treatment today. He was, uh, visiting, he was actually visiting another person there, but I knew him and, um, you know, memories just came flooding back. It seems like when I, when I've, I've been recovering from my agoraphobia and I've been getting out of the house. I think that's one of my biggest fears of getting out of the house. Um, having to, uh, face all my, all the people in my town that, uh, that I've known. And it seems like the Lord has been, uh, putting these people back in my life, either to test me or to learn something else about myself or about people or about the world. So, um, I think I was blessed with this with all my experiences over the past uh, year, I was, it was a blessing, you know, my experience with VRL and now my experience with, with X and, um, my experience with, um, God, there was an, there was another one, um, manual last Christmas. Um, my experience with, uh, Paul over, over Thanksgiving last year, my experience with, um, I forget the pseudonym I called the other person that I had to deal with over, uh, over, um, let's see, Valentine's Day and, um, and then the YouTube crush that I, uh, experienced, um, I called him, uh, Bob. He had another name too, and he, he was from another, another country, but I called him Bob just to keep things simple. And then I had, um, my limerence with Devo. And I honestly empathized with them dealing with Kent State. I really did. And I commended and admired them. But um, I've got to be careful with uh, that stand tendency. You know, I, I don't need their validation. So I'm um, going to end. I'm tired. I need to get some rest because I have to get up really early tomorrow. I have to, I have to go to uh, day treatment. And then I have to go to the dentist and, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting because, um, my insurance still didn't, uh, approve my having a, another root canal and, um, there's a possibility I may have to have either have an extraction or just let the tooth, uh, rot in my mouth and, um, then the insurance will approve an extraction. God. And, Insurance in the, in America, the healthcare system in America is so broken that they, they're willing to let a patient get an infection before they'll uh, pay for dental work. 
I swear, and if you have an abscess in your mouth, it could spread, believe it or not. Look it up. It could spread into your bloodstream and turn you septic and might might even kill you if you don't get treatment or you can end up in the hospital. Um, that almost happened to me last summer, too. Um, I had to have an extraction because I had an abscess on the other side of my mouth. And um, two words, uh, sweet tooth and dental anxiety. And I'm overcoming both right now. I'm eating less sugar and brushing my teeth twice a day now instead of once a day. And I'm flossing and I'm going to go to the dentist every six months. Um, I think I'm going to go to another dentist after tomorrow because um, I don't know if they're even dealing with my insurance properly. I had this problem last year too. I had to pay for a root canal out of pocket last summer because... Um, the uh, insurance didn't want to pay for it. Had to have it done by, by someone else, by somebody out, out of network and pay for it. So um, that was interesting. So a lot of stuff going on. And I'm, I'm coming close to having another breakdown. Who counsels the peer counselor? You know, I, I have my moments. But uh, the good news is I'm safer because I recognize when I'm having a moment. I recognize when I need some help. And hopefully I have, I do have insurance now. I can, I can go and get it, but I am responsible for my mental wellness. I have a new code of universal ethics. You know, I need to, um, practice both in my life right now. I was even proud to tell, uh, my, my new provider that I'm a Christian and I practice a code of universal ethics and, uh, she was impressed about that. So, um. Okay, good news and bad news, everyone. You're loved. God bless you.